You're listening to Glasgow Food Chat. Join us every second week as we bring you the latest and best from the city's food scene. Today, you know, to see families come into your restaurant and then just see how happy they were to see each other again. The common connection we have is that we, we just, we probably didn't make any money because we really just, we wanted to sell really lovely food. Good afternoon, Glasgow. I'm Sarah Campbell, a reporter for the Glasgow Times, and I'm joined with Paul Trainer of the Glasgowist uh, for another episode of Glasgow Food Chat. It's our first of 2022, and we're joined by Giovanna from UCB's Deli and Mary Taylor. Today, it's a family affair. We're going to be speaking about the importance of family and food in Glasgow. Um, so we're really excited for this. I don't know if, Paul, do you want to explain a wee bit further? Well, I think we were we were talking last time about... Um, we were talking about the last time was kind of run up to Christmas. We were thinking about kind of memories of, of, of Glasgow around that time of year. And it got us kind of thinking about the, the family connections and that relationship with food and what you kind of learn from, uh, from the Glasgow tradition and also the way that... Um, Hospitality um, has become, you know, a story that's connected to, to individual families and, and and people that have made a a big big impact in particular parts of town. So um, we thought that might be a great way to start the year is, is to to jump into that side of things and, and talk about connections and good food to start the year. But I guess you both have a really interesting story because we have Giovanna, who's got your your running Visebis at the moment from your family, and Mari, you've just allowed your sons to take over for Zeke's. So I wonder if we could start with Giovanna. Do you want to tell us a wee bit about the story of Visebis and how your family got started in cooking in Glasgow? So we are a third generation um, business. I always say that we're born in Italy, but made in Glasgow. Um, Believe it or not, my grandfather's um, ice cream factory was just up the road from Mary's Zeke. I've never told you that, Mary. I um, didn't know that, yeah. At the end of town, and then they moved to the East End. Um, right. And my parents had uh, a small fruit shop in the 70s when fruit shops were fruit shops and there weren't many supermarkets. Um, and they had passed down olive oil. And I always say to people, you couldn't buy olive oil in the 70s in a shop. You had to yeah. go to Chemist, that's how exotic olive oil is. So they started obviously, you know, for Italians, import, you know, bringing in uh, pasta and various other things. And it all sounds a bit weird now. We've got so much, and we've actually probably got too much. Um, and then my mum started evolving the business and, and making yeah. fresh pasta from scratch. People would bring their dishes in and they would make what they would really cook at home. So the business was always based around authenticity. They didn't kind of sell out and do tourist Italian food. They just did real food that they would eat at home. Um, and you could kind of taste the love in it. It was real food made by real people. And I kind of took over the business. My son's 22 now, so I, I took over that wee shop. Um, and Mary and I were kind of working at the opposite ends of the city at the same time. Yeah. Mary. <laughs> um, and, and, and with the same, both of us, I think the same ethos, you know, that we were just yeah. doing our own thing. We were, you know, we were just making real food, uh, and it was all about how we made people feel as well. I mean, my parents, you know, love people and people love them, you know. And it was a really yeah. simple wee shop, but when you were in it, you were in it, and that was it. More often, they had more people in the kitchen than what they did in the front of the shop, and they would sit down yeah. and have a coffee. And you know, it was a real home from home, so uh, not pretentious uh-huh. or anything. And then when we opened the West End, it was kind of based on their values. And our values today on, on the door, if you read them, are food, family, life, and passion. So it's all about yeah. food. Enjoy life. Enjoy what you do. 
um, that's really, really important and that those are our values of our business today that come from them. Yeah. yeah. Mary, you're, you're my, my near neighbour in the, in the West yeah. End. <laughs> we've had some chats before about um, your kind of approach to food and I know that um, a lot of it's kind of rooted in, in you know, the way that you grew up and the inspiration yeah. from family meals and kind of taking yeah. things that, that you enjoy with uh, sharing with family and friends and turning that into the business, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, I was I had quite a privileged upbringing in that my mum and dad were, like, really ahead of their time. Um, so they were, like, you know, in the 70s, they were making their own fresh pasta. They were um, making their own yoghurt, making their own wine, and we had an amazing kitchen garden. We had everything from, like, tabries to, like, six different varieties of potatoes, and then we had nectarines and Sharon Tay melons in the, the conservatory and stuff like that. So... Like I, I was just steeped in that from an early age. We also had a dinner party like nearly every Saturday night, and people would uh, come and stay over. So it was just always about like they were just really hospitable people. So it was kind of like running a wee restaurant in the yeah. in the house every week. In terms of the, the, the name, you, you you named it after your grandfather, didn't you? When you opened the cafe. Yeah, I did the hut. So um, after my my dad died when I was really young, when I was about seven. And my grandpa used to look after me. He'd just retired to let my mum go back to work. And um, he was just an amazing man. He was really kind and caring and um, and also really, really into food as well. And he used to take me, like, he was a, a forager and a poacher as well. So he used to, like, he used to keep ferrets and then go and collect, well, try and uh, get rabbits. And um, he would get me to stand at the other side of the hole with a, you know, like with um, a net to catch them. But I just used to let them go. And I knew that I would let um, them go, but still let me went through the kind of facade of it. Um, but so, yeah, so so that was another, you know, he, he, he ate loads and loads of game yeah. and stuff like that. And he was a fisherman as well. So we would get, when there was still salmon in the lock, we would still that's, get That's salmon. kind of an interesting point, because, like, you know, you've, you have kind of brought a, a, a taste of the countryside to uh, to Highland Street, you know. That, uh, that's always part of things. Yeah. You know, the fish in the game. Uh, again, yeah. that's that's something you do take for granted that you can get fresh pasta and game and you know, fish and scallops and all the rest of it. But um, I'm just wondering, like you know, initially when you 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 started out, um, Mary, the way that you received the food when you were when you were starting out. Yeah, well, I think like. I mean, everything's changed so much, as Giovanna was talking about earlier. Like, I used to run a fruit shop as well, like a proper fruit shop for Peckham's years ago. And um, and I remember the first time we used to, we, we used to get stuff from Milan right. every week, and we get like like loads of Italians would just turn up. I think they all phoned each other, and they were like, "Oh, Mary's got Violetta artichokes, and she's got these amazing, oh, like, uh, you know, big yeah. giant basil," and they would come and buy by the crate load. But I remember getting like rocket for the first time, and so that would be, I'm like what fifty six, so that'd be twenty three yeah. years ago, and I'd never tasted rocket, never heard of it, and I was like, oh my god, what is this? That's amazing, and I think like when the deli first opened, it was really hard to get things in Glasgow. You know, you couldn't get you couldn't get like fresh yeah. so you couldn't get um, you couldn't get free range chicken you know you couldn't get seafood so we were selling like longestine and lobsters and seafood and you know, sorry and um, you know loads of fresh veg that you couldn't get anywhere else and then as you say now Giovanna you can get anything from anywhere oh yeah well, what about that then Giovanna like the, the, when you're starting out as, as you say bees and, and, and those kind of conversations you're having uh, in the east end of Glasgow is it 
introducing and introducing all this cuisine to people and having those conversations and chatting through ingredients with folk? You know, it was a really it was a, it was a lovely part of what we did, and my parents really wanted to share that. You know, there was no pretension behind food, um, and they would honestly give away more than what they sold. I mean, these kids and shells and nodes coming in. And yeah. never I, I've never been at it. They'd be coming in every week looking for olives. <laughs> and, and, and then they would, you know, they were coming every day with their new faces stuck to the, 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 the refrigerator, you know. And they, so they, they, they were a part of our business because then totally. they would grow yeah. up and then bring yeah. their kids. So you were actually just watching generations come yeah. through your business. And it was yeah. so, so nice. So, yeah. And even although we don't have the wee deli in Shettleston now, we've made it into a wee bakery for just for our for our business here in the in the, the West End. Um, I still get those families coming into the, the restaurant now. So they, they're they're as much a part of our story than, than they are the story yeah. of Eusebius. Just the family. There's two yeah, sides absolutely. to the coin, you know. I suppose uh, Giovanna, what one one of the things, you know, like you know, growing up through hospitality is developing those those long term relationships. You know, you, you do have customers that that are probably friends as well. We'd expect and friends in the family, the extended family. Yeah, I mean, my, my parents didn't have a big social life because yeah. you know shops were hard work, especially in the fruit shop. My dad went to the market at like five in the morning, and we would be with them in the van when we went to school. Um, and uh, it's probably yeah. <laughs> my. Um, so we were brought up behind the counter as well. So your whole life, if you like, it was in a shop after school with them, you know, and, and so your whole social life ran in this more, you were more in the shop and than Mary, you were in your own house. No, I was just going to say, you meet so many people. Like when, I, you know, I've got three children and they used to hate it. Like if I was walking up by, you know, if I did a day off and I finally got some time to yeah. spend with them, we'd be walking up Byers Road and, I would, you know, you would meet about maybe 20 or 30 people going up the road and they're like, can we just go somewhere that nobody knows you? And then get you. So I used to end up having to take them up hills and then you'd still meet <laughs> some to the top of the hill. <laughs> you're an Italian wondering when you're getting the next delivery to Lisa or whatever. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Listen, Mary, what about, like, uh, you know, developing something that has become a family business and, and, and that part of that side of it, you know, bringing, bringing your family more closely into the, 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 the Zeke um, things? Yeah. Uh, they've, actually, they've actually both just left because <laughs> Nicky's gone to, um, he's gone to the Alps yeah. to cook, so he's in St Anton. Um, spending a winter season there, and um, and Jamie's left as well actually because he wanted yeah. to get more experience somewhere else. But they'll probably yeah. come back again. But they're also like, I think the other thing is that all your staff, I think, in a business like that, when you spend so much time, they're yeah, like family totally. as well, you know. And you, you all you all look after each other, and um, and yeah. So like, and a lot a lot of our staff we've had for like nine yeah. ten years, and. So, so that well, and also like, you know, some of my staff are now going out with my, my sons, so they are becoming really becoming family. Proper part of the family, yeah. Proper part of the family. What about like just the relationship with produce and stuff as well? I mean, there must be people that in terms of suppliers and stuff that that has been. Well, exactly. Yeah, we've had the same fish supplier for twenty years. And um, we've had the same egg supplier for 20 yeah. years as well. And, like, you know, I've seen, like, even the egg supplier, our son used to come, like you, Giovanna, you know, used to come in the van when he was a tiny wee boy. And he's... Are you talking about six foot five? I know, <laughs> you know, exactly. yeah. six foot five now. And I actually remember my dad 
before they had it, it was original wee farmer who came in, who right, they bought uh-huh. it from. He would come in. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I think in, in, in those days, Mary, I think the common connection we have is that we, we just, we probably didn't make no. any money because we really just were so we wanted to sell that's really it. lovely food and trying to source really lovely yeah. eggs and, you know, particularly, you know, East End and yeah. West End. I mean, you, you couldn't you no, exactly. imagine on it because people just wouldn't. I was, just, I was just so happy when somebody came in and bought this lovely butter or, or this bread or, you know, so you were just, it was such a, it was, you were more proud exactly. to sell it. You know? I know, it's more like kind of being a curator really, wasn't it? It's like, oh, look at this olive oil I've got or look at that mm-hmm. I've got or look at that, come and try this, come and taste that. Yeah. I know someone said to me when I ran the deli, and like, you know, like you was going out in the market at five o'clock in the morning and working really, really long hours and everything. And they're like, Mary, there's easier ways of not making any money. But then if you do it because you love yeah. it, it's not really a job anyway, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny you should say that as well. See, even the Cory yeah. means eggs. It's so interesting to hear that you guys started with them way at the start. Because to me, I don't know about you, Paul, but brunch places in Glasgow, I feel like whenever you go in and you see that they use those eggs in the menu, I don't know, it's my mind. I'm yeah. like, that's a surefire way that you know you're yeah. going to get a good brunch. So that must be really interesting to see businesses grow yeah, with you for alongside. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true, Giovanna, isn't it? There's lots of suppliers. Like, you know, we had a lovely lager like uh, 10 years ago. It was organic, like Sam Smith's, and nobody else in Glasgow had it. But then, you know, you say to other friends that have got bars and restaurants, look, this lager's lovely, and it's, you know, and you're kind of helping sustain yeah. the suppliers who are then helping sustain you, and it's all part of one big circle. I suppose the other thing about, we, uh, we, you know, growing a business, and, and you know, I'm just thinking about the fact that you, you were feeding Wayne's who are now have their own Wayne's and are all grown up. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's that's must be lovely to, to to be able to continue those yeah. relationships and hear all the stories. And I suppose yeah. um, now that hospitality has, uh, you know, we've had to endure that that separation from that wonderful side of the Glasgow experience. You know, that pops up yeah. the experience of going in and having a great conversation and a, just a little interaction. And, and I suppose that's the the, the thing yeah. that um, that. Uh, hospitality businesses that are rooted in a family business uh, ethos yes. um, really bring. Yeah. I think, like, like after lockdown, that I really, really noticed was, I mean, and it moved me to tears, actually, quite a lot of times, was that, you know, to see families coming to your restaurant and then just see how happy they were to see each other again. And, and even babies, like, because, like, babies were sitting, like, aghast, you know what I mean? Like that, <gasps> wow, look at all these people talking and <laughs> laughing. And I think, it, you know, because they hadn't yeah. actually seen it. And then you think, like, how important, you know, how important it is for people to meet, to go out, to sit down, relax, and to sit in a room full of other people yeah. doing the same, laughing and joking, and that unique noise you get in a restaurant that you don't get anywhere else. I, th- I, think, I, think, it's, I think it's also the humanitarian side of it. it for me, it's, it's vocational, yeah. and it'll be like that yeah. for you. Mary, in that so much happens yeah. at tables, you know, love yeah. stories, and, I know. and you know, you're watching even like especially now people coming back too. When you're saying that, you can see how yeah. precious the meeting a family for uh-huh. yeah. a year yeah. in a restaurant because that's how you're allowed to meet yeah. initially, you know, yeah. and so you, it, 
you felt really privileged to be a part of yeah. those stories that were unfolding tables. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. I know, and you see all. I mean, you see everything, don't you? You see, like we've got a we've got a table upstairs we call the affair table. <laughs> Because it's like, it's like a wee bit I wonder if you get special requests for that one now. Like over the last oh, bit. Might get special that? requests for that one now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you see, like, over the last 20 years, I've seen couples going up there, you know, maybe for about six months, and then they obviously make the decision to come out, and then they're going back and sit yeah. downstairs, and then you get a new couple that goes upstairs. Oh. <laughs> Mary, that sounds like it could be a problem for the Glasgow Times. That could be yeah. a gossip session for us. Mary, if only tables could I know, talk exactly. <laughs> I know, but you do it here so much, don't you? I think people yeah. forget that you're standing beside <laughs> them and you can actually hear everything they're saying. You're like, oh, do you hear that? Oh. <laughs> That's dangerous. That's something to think it's about when I stand there going. I was talking to uh, Marco from Battlefield Rest, and he's, you know, another one that's kind of grew up in restaurants and has uh, been part of the, the community for a long time. And he said that, you know, like he feels that it's, all, it's like a two way kind of uh, situation, or like people come in and they tell you their problems, but, you know, like you end up telling them your problems yeah. and you all kind of sort it out. It's like a nice real, it's like a, the definition of a community side of. Uh, yeah, well, it's therapy, yeah. isn't it? Like it's therapy you yeah. don't have to pay for. I think for. we're going to have therapy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say we're going to have therapy. Yeah, Why not do it with a, a big yeah. like a food in front of you? That sounds like the best way yeah. <laughs> yeah. to chat it And Paul, that's what, I'm sorry. I was just going to say to Paul, because I know that you've got a newbie one in the that's family. That's right, yeah. He's, Who was it you'd mentioned? Well done, that boy. Yeah, I wonder, because that must be. Oh, congratulations. I was going to say, he's going to have one of the best experiences yeah. of growing up in the city with food. That must be quite exciting for you to have a new weekend that you've yeah, introduced. I mean, he's he's very, very early days, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, to showing him some of the new places. And, um, <laughs> I, I think oh, that, uh, I think around the West End, there's lots of places that, that are rooted in that sense of being you know, a place for, for families and, and for, for people to really take ownership of. And um, I think that's a really nice thing in Glasgow, that people feel emotionally invested in the places that are about the street. Yeah. Um, and you've both got that, you know, you've yeah, got yeah, that, yeah. that sense of, obviously there'll be people who jump from all over to visit you guys, but the fact that you've got people that are your neighbours that are spending money with you and supporting you, yeah. like especially over the last two years, that must have been really reassuring to keep that keeps you going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know, and they care. You know, I think the customers really care about having a business. Like when we opened the deli, I think they were all terrified that it wouldn't work. So, because um, they're like, you know, a deli and party, you'll never make that work. And then, um, and the customers were so so invested in the place yeah. staying open that they were all taking leaflets into their work and doing all the promotion yeah. for you. Do you know what I mean? Which is really lovely. Yeah, Vanna, what about like just the changes of Eusebius in terms of what you've you've done to to um kind of bring the, the business through um and make 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 more about you rather than uh, you know what, what your parents did? What do you think of the, the changes? What what did you bring to the table? I, I think the core values always really remain at the heart of everything. There is, you know, my father's not not, not with me anymore, I still get my mum um you know, but their name's on yeah. the door and, and their journey's not forgotten, you know, and my grandparents' Italian journey's not forgotten. They're very much a part of our story and, and, and I guess their story's woven through, still through our menu, the influence of my Italian grandparents in Italy who were farmers as well. So they are always a part of that story and that and we share that story with all our team. 
you know, that they have an understanding of, of where we come from. So, so it's very, very important to us that that legacy continues. But obviously, you have to move with the times as well. Um, but you're yeah. not too far away that you become unrecognisable or you become changing or, you know, you sell out or, you know, it's really, really important that, that those values are still maintained. But obviously, you know, you're, 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 you're growing your business. And so, you know, when I had my mum and dad behind the counter, you know, they were shopkeepers and it, and they were brilliant. They were that, you know, if there was a profession, they were just amazing at it. You know, they, they cared for people. They yeah. knew their first names. They were really interesting people. People loved them. Um, and there's a, there's a real skill to that. And um, they just had naturally. And so we opened when you've got 30, 40, 50 staff, how do you transfer those skills to a generation who don't really yeah. go to shops? They go to supermarkets now and it's all very faceless. How do you create that warmth that they had? So by telling their stories, I do that all the time, even with the chefs at the pass, I'm telling them what's happening at the tables. Or, you know, table one, it's a first yeah. date, you know, and, well, this is happening, or, you know, or table two, you know, there's a couple who came in and it, gradually his memory's being eroded. So you can see them oh. holding hands and you're you're giving it's yeah. emotion. This, this, like, this, this sounds like better than watching reality TV. Yeah. You've got everything. It is. I think it's a box, but in a... <laughs> But I think that's why people stay in hospitality as well, is because it is so human. You know, and like um, Anthony Bourdain, I can't, I'm going to misquote him, which is a shame because he's like word for word perfect, but he says that, like, you know, working in a restaurant is the last refuge for people who have bad pasts to find a new family and find a new future. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so true. Yeah, really true. I don't think there's anything that quite bonds yeah. you, like working in a kitchen no. or working in a restaurant, to be honest. It's a completely different kind of family yeah. dynamic, but, you know, it's not blood, but well, it's yeah. stronger because you've yeah. been through and so And it's much. no accident that, the, you know, when people talk about restaurants, they use the language of war quite often because <laughs> it's like being in the trenches. <laughs> I was going to say in the trenches, I didn't want to be rude, but I mean, it's in the trenches. What about thoughts on Glasgow, the Glasgow food scene? You know, if you look back 20 or so years and you think about how things are now, what what would you say, what what position is Glasgow food and drink in right now? I think it's like absolutely flying in a way that it hasn't done, like it never has before. And it's also exponential, you know, like there's so many places opening up and so many new places. I mean, it makes it harder for all of us because there's more yeah. competition, but I think it's a much better thing. And I think when tourists start coming back, I think loads of people are going to want to come to Glasgow for food now in a way that they never used to. What do you think, Giovanna? Yeah, I mean, I, I look back at Glasgow and I mean, going out when, when I was young you know it was yeah. a huge thing and there weren't many restaurants to go to that you know just it was a huge and you didn't go out all the time mm. like we do now it was really only for a special occasion you were very lucky to get out maybe four times a year or five times a year with your family um so i love now that we've got all different cultures we've got thai we've got japanese we've got middle eastern there's a real melting pot fusion of cultures and it's almost as good as new york or london you know, and as Mary says, there's a real scene now happening, there's a real movement. And I just I, I find that just heartwarming, you know, and a lot of young chefs coming through and young people trying out things and food trucks are 
you know, I, that, I mean, that's been a wonderful and... thing that over the last couple of years, there's, there's people who have had ideas about getting into hospitality and it's, you know, like at the most challenging point for hospitality, they've taken that chance and they've started out and, you know, I applaud the, the ambition and, and the dedication, but um, also... Uh, so many people have said that Glasgow is a great place to start a business because you do get the, the, the response. If you do something well, people will go out and tell all their pals and they'll make sure that they come back. You know, yeah. that's, uh, I suppose that's, that's, that's one of the reasons that you can have businesses that survive through all the decades. It's like people really do take you to heart and, and will continue to come back to you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's also regions. I just think glass regions just will try anything. I think they're very adventurous, you know, more than many other cultures. So, I, you know, I think it is a, a different demographic marketplace you're working in. It's a very it's a very warm environment, you know. The thing I loved about these den, but was when you got something wrong, they didn't miss you, you know. You know, there's no chipping batter, you know, they just told it's it your face. And then, it's much better, you know, it's real. It's real, it's real, but I think that's a good thing about Glasgow. It's gritty and it's still got that about it. You know, it's not too polished. Um, and we embrace newcomers, I think, yeah. as well. We embrace all different yeah. cultures. I mean, I, ca I can't believe that, in, like, in the last, like, five years, just how many people there are from all over the world in Glasgow. It's amazing. I mean, I don't know what the statistics are, but you just, like, you know, like, when we were doing takeaway in particular and I was stand, you know, standing at the door, I was like, what oh, is from everywhere yeah. now in a way that they never used to be? And it's a great thing. It's really lovely. I think that a lot of young people see Glasgow as a creative city that um, that it's still where you can go and, and start new ideas. And you see that a lot with things down at SWG3, you know, like often from down there, you'll meet a, 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 an artist who started off in London, can't afford to uh, be an artist in London, yeah. can't afford to do many things in London. Uh, but Glasgow, yeah. uh, and, you know, it could be um, it could be that or it could be someone from America. They come and they, 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 they see Glasgow somewhere you can kind of, uh, you can integrate, you can, you can meet people. And, and uh, I suppose... Yeah. Going to the local cafe might be the, the starting point for a lot of these things. I remember uh, being in, in Redmond's in Deniston and, and seeing a guy who'd literally just arrived from Spain, didn't have much English, and all the staff were gathered around him and they were on the phones trying to see if they could get him uh, an interview from a place to stay and then uh -huh. they were writing down directions for all that kind of stuff. And I like, love that to, uh -huh. to see people um, that are how, how, to see how hospitality is like the first force of call for people with. If, Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, folks. Thank you. A quick fire question of what's been happening. What's the new year, Paul? I'm very I, excited. Do you know what I was thinking, Sarah? There's a, there's a graphic that flashes up, and you'll see it when, uh, if you're watching the, the podcast, and it's a picture of you and me. And I always felt that we kind of look like a crime fighting duo. So I'm particularly excited that Batgirl was filming in the city right now. I feel like a Marvel movie could be in our future. See, you said Batgirl there. As soon as you said that, I was thinking Scooby-Doo, not Batgirl. So <laughs> we've obviously got very well, different ideas. Okay, I, 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 I like that idea that, uh, that 
the guests introduced there about the the all the different influences that are around town and also the crossover. I think that's the other exciting thing that's happening in food at the moment. You know, like you could go in somewhere that could be like a teriyaki haggis lasagna or something like that. It's, it's like we don't really care where it comes from. We just wanted to make sure that it tastes good. And I think that's exciting for food at the moment. But do you know what I love about that? And it almost goes into what Giovanna was saying as well of like Glasgow doesn't suffer fools. It's like I don't think many places push it too far. Yeah, they don't cool. do the classic like, oh, fusion for the sake of fusion. I think like people have the skill to carry it off and you're right like it's fun but you know that you're not gonna waste your money on this dish because it's like a yeah. haggis extravaganza with noodles or something but no it's good no definitely agree more of that for the next very year, much I so think is what i I'd think like that is a good message to call things to close <laughs> absolutely our thoughts come forward well thank you everybody for watching and thanks again to our guests giovanna and larry and thanks Oh, obviously and our producer emma who is always working hard behind the scenes and we'll catch you next time guys This podcast was brought to you by the Glasgow Times. With a digital subscription, you can access our exclusive, insightful, and trustworthy local news from just £2 for two months. We are also currently offering 20% off an annual rate through the codes Glasgow Times Noon. This offers for new subscribers only and is only available with the promotional code. Subscriptions will renew at the standard rates unless cancelled.